Welcome to the Open Concepts Podcast. Join us as we shine a light on what the church is intended to be and who Jesus truly is, where we discuss controversial topics to find clarity in our world today. Through the word, genuine conversations, and insightful takes, we want to make his name known. Alrighty, hello everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Open Concepts Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, my name is Elliot, and I have two of my co-hosts here as well. I'm sure you've already seen their bios on Instagram. I'm just going to let them introduce themselves. Hey, guys. I'm Emily, and I'm super stoked for this Open Concept Podcast. It's going to be it's gonna be a good time. It's yeah. going to be a good time. Uh, I'm Chris. Uh, I'm the second co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really excited to do this. Um, yeah, I'm actually in charge of, like, I don't know, just looking good stand there look pretty yeah, yeah you so. just do that that's why I, that's why i had you on no uh but um so we also have a very first guest with us whoop, whoop. Uh, i'm sure you oh, yeah. some of you may know him as your Probably. boy we'll see. they they might <laughs> <laughs> they, they might but anyways you know him as the passionate it is mr joel aline uh, what up what up what up guys what it do it is your boy joel grace and peace i'm honored to be here a part of this premiere episode of the open podcast yeah. you know I'm glad uh, you guys would have me on. It's going to be yeah, tough. Yeah, man. Huh? I mean, well, so we're going to start off kind of like with a little series of kind of reintroducing what Christianity and the church is supposed to be. Like one of the things I was talking about with Joel was like, if there's one thing I want to start with by talking about, what would that be? And I'm like, well, I feel like like reintroducing like everything because I feel like there's such a big stereotype around Christianity and church that I feel as though we kind of need to kind of clear the air and maybe just kind of re-explain what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to kind of start off with just some like very open general questions as to like maybe that people may have about it. So one of the things actually that um, I wanted to ask first was, is that what do you hear most often when somebody's like describing a Christian or something like that? Somebody that's like non-Christian or someone like you work with, like what is the first thing you hear when they're like, hey, what do you think a Christian is? Or like what, what, what one word you would describe them as? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a hard one. <laughs> it is a hard one. Well, yeah. the, the only reason I ask is because I asked someone at work and I'm like, what would you describe a Christian as? And like, without skipping a beat, she's like judgmental. And I'm like, dang, mm-hmm. it's like, but you don't, I'm Christian. I'm not judgmental. You don't know me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, does, what does what she say like actually have merit like is there actual like a reasoning maybe because of like past experience like at church and like she didn't feel welcome or comfortable mm-hmm. so i was like i had to really think about that i'm just like why on earth would she say judgmental but yeah that's yeah. one of the things i know that i feel like maybe some people see christians as but what about you what, joel what do you think man uh, i think one of the things that i get a lot as, as well as judgmental is like very legalistic Mm-hmm. Like you guys have a whole bunch of rules. You can't do this. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> like, yep. oh man, we're gonna have a party today. Like, are you allowed to come? And she's just like, yeah, we we can do the party. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are you are you like, going to joy have fun? Is one of the biggest things about our faith was yeah. like, no, nah, you guys can't do this. You can't do that. Or you tell us we can't do this and can't do that. And I think a lot of people think uh, our faith is very restrictive and not yeah. free. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. one of those biggest uh, misconceptions I hear for sure about Christians. 
it's like, man, y'all just a bunch of stick in the muds who just put their hands up, wait for Jesus to come. <laughs> it's like, no, we're, we're fun. Yeah. Like, for real. Cool. Like, we do things. Yeah. Stuffing things. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. But yeah, so, I mean, those are a couple of things. What about what about you, Emily? What I think, you think I've heard a lot of times that people just don't know a lot about it. Like, they yeah. they just don't find people are sharing their faith or like they're just so confused as to oh oh you guys believe in this well I've never heard that or it's almost like when I talk with co-workers or mm-hmm. non-christians it's like they're so confused of oh well I didn't know that this happens like this or they're like oh I didn't even know really what what is Christianity and like I and I thought it was a like everyone just knew about it and everyone has this yeah. you know stigma around it but most people I talk to genuinely don't know about it or I don't know. They just have no idea like really? what it actually even is. So, mm. yeah, yeah, that's what I found. What about you, Chris? What do you think? Yeah, just to tie along with what Em said, like, <clears throat> like what she said is, I feel like personally also what I feel like when with my friendships and my friends when I when I asked them, I was like, hey, like, what's the first what's the first thing? It's like usually. I don't know if this necessarily answers that question, but kind of correlates to it is mm-hmm. that people are like, oh, like I don't necessarily know if somebody's Christian or not, and I'm like. Oh. Yeah. I step back and I'm like, oh, oh. shoot, okay. Well, mm-hmm. like, there's a huge red flag, yeah. right? Like, that's that's the thing for me because it's just like, that shows how are we, like, you know, as a Christian, how, how am I representing Jesus or yeah. how, how are others or how is the church as a whole? Not just mm-hmm. not just buildings, right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. actual community of all believers coming into the same place or, or you know, the, like, all believers that believe in Jesus and the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> how do they actually represent the gospel? How, which is the good news? How do they represent that, and yeah. how do they actually display that to a point that's like, wow, your life actually got radical. Yeah. You're not, you're not religious, yeah, because there's a difference between religion and, and Christianity. Mm-hmm. In, in a certain mm-hmm. sense, religion is based on rules, works, acts, how to how to do good in order to obtain this. While on the other hand, Christianity is re- relationship is you actually ha- you actually don't have to work for it. You yeah. do have to put the effort like any relationship, like yeah. any friendship. 100%. But the difference is that you don't have to, you mess up, cool. You messed up, you're human as well. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have limits, you you will make mistakes, you will never be perfect. But, you know, you actually, you you pursue that. You mm-hmm. pursue that by saying, hey, like, these are guidelines. These are not rules. These are not things like do's and don'ts. They are, mm-hmm. but they're not, they're not to keep your life restricted in such mm-hmm. a way that you're actually, you know, you have, mm-hmm. you have, you, ha- you know, you have no fun. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it yeah. just allows you to have guidelines from actually har- like bringing harm to yourself more than you could ever think of. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Right. But, um, <laughs> at, <laughs> right? You better but at, this, at the same, like, have you ever had it? Like, I'm sure a lot of us have it. Like, do like some do people like approach you and like ask you it's like hey like why are you the way that you are like have you guys ever had an experience like that where it'd be like oh why, yes. why? <laughs> I know you probably have Joel it's be like daily it's like Joel yeah. why do you have so oh much energy like, I'll, I'll give like a really quick example because I work as a, a store associate slash cashier yeah. and I get this question literally every day maybe like once an hour where somebody will come up and ask me it's like yo why are you so joyful. Mm-hmm. Why, are you, why are you so happy like you you got so much energy and a lot of times like if you if you're a non-christian right away you're just gonna think oh he's got a really good personality mm-hmm. but when somebody asks me that question i have one or two options here i could just be like oh i'm just happy because i'm happy or i could be honest 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be like, my joy comes from something far beyond me. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. because of anything that's happening in my life right now. My life could really suck. Mm-hmm. But I'm joyful because I have a hope that goes way past my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have life everlasting. It's not just for me, but it's for me to share mm-hmm. with other people. So I wake up with purpose to say, I'm going to show off the joy of the Lord today because mm-hmm. God has given me this joy to share with other people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. his life is meant to be shared with others and not just hard for myself. So, mm-hmm. and, and Anytime somebody asks me that question, it's just like, yo, what what makes you different? Why why are you like this? You just, Jesus. Straight yeah. up and down, it yeah. is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions with that, when somebody asks you, like, why is your life so different? The sufferings that we go to, go through, we're the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we so, everybody's like going to suffer. Yeah, people think it's just like, like do you go through stuff? I'm like, it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> totally. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we're like, human. We make <laughs> mistakes. And especially as Christians, man, like we get it. We get it from every side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's bad enough when you just are struggling knowing life kind of sucks, but now you're under spiritual attack. Sometimes you may be under like physical persecution from your family, mm-hmm. your friends from the outside. Mentally, you're struggling with different things. You're trying to figure out concepts of the word and yeah. your faith and it's all these different areas that you've got to battle against. But even in that battle, in that storm, there's still joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that being able to show that off, is like, that's the beauty of the Christian faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that it's hardship, but the hardship isn't worthless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a joy that comes out on the other side. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that hopefully that answers. Yeah. That. Well, I mean, yeah <laughs> in a very, very detailed way. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But then it, it, I come back to the whole thing of like, I didn't like like it, it hurt when I heard somebody say it's like because I'm representing my faith, but they see it as a judgmental kind of area where they mm-hmm. don't feel comfortable going. And then so I want to ask you, guys, like, do you think there's actual merit to what people are saying about that? Like, do you think there's actual truth behind what they're trying to say emily what do you what do you think <laughs> um i think honestly to some extent yeah like yeah. i honestly think um anybody that i've come in contact with any of the judgment that they have is a lot of times through church and through church people and i don't think they intend for it to be that way but mm-hmm. i think they're so caught up in kind of what chris was saying in the whole religion state of mind we're like oh we have to do this 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 no you're not doing that yeah. so I'm looking down on you or like we, I don't think that they've maybe fully grasped like how forgiven they are. I I don't know, but I think that there's a definite disconnect from God's love for people and then just like people's need for perfection and and rules and stuff like that. So it gets lost in the skew of interpretation and and it can come across as judgmental for sure. hundred percent. Well, in the culture of success, that actually plays such a role in that. Like, this is like, like, cause you know, you, you want to succeed and that actually kind of ties into perfection in a way. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You actually get so caught up in perfection. That's like, Oh shoot, I messed up. Well, like, what was me? And next, you know, you feel like you should, you know, you feel like you've, you're trying to work your, your, your way out of there. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that, that's, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think like for me, I think, there is like a lot of merit, at least from my experience, like within churches, like before I came to this church, I was at a Spanish church. Mm-hmm. So like, I know, right, Chris, that's right. Oh yeah, represent. We here. Yeah, yeah, we're Latino, by the way, for Come those of now. you who don't know. Let's go. Um, <laughs> but it, it was a very like, kind of like clicky kind of church where if you really were new, it was very difficult for you to establish yourself within that area and not be seen as like, oh, you don't believe what we believe. Why, why are why are you here yeah. right mm-hmm. right yeah. and i think like 
it's a bad thing to do because I've, it's not our job to to go out and, and judge people. If like if someone is very like interested or curious as to why we believe what we believe, who are we to judge them for coming in? Yeah. Right. But they get that vibe. Mm-hmm. Right. They get that vibe from us because we're like, oh, you believe something we don't believe. Mm-hmm. I don't want to associate with you at all. Mm-hmm. Right. But if we look at it in the Bible, Jesus associated didn't he associated with Christians, but more were the people who didn't believe mm-hmm. were the complete opposite and actually went and tried to explain why he was who he said he was right so like mm-hmm. and that's kind of where it came from yeah. um and so it, i'm gonna ask you guys if you were to use one word to describe <laughs> christians no. if you were to use one <laughs> word because i'm like if, if they're out here saying like if, if people are saying this is one word i feel like we need to like if we are trying to say this is what i think christianity is in one word or just explain it in some type of way as to this is what me as a Christian is meant to be in today's society, like what we're supposed to be doing. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> let the others think about it. I feel you. like, Joel, you got something. I, know, I, I, I think through it, like there's two ways of being able to break it down. Yeah. I think of that word. I think of the idealism of what I think Christians should be mm-hmm. and then what I see them as. And I think what we should look like, especially when you describe it, is grace-filled. Mm. Mm-hmm. What we should be is grace-filled. Yep. I think as Christians, um, that's what we strive for, is to be people who are not passive, but filled with such a grace and a mercy that resembles Jesus, that says, you know what, here we are, we're going to walk and journey with one another, we're going to do life with one another, yep. Even mm-hmm. if you don't do it the way of my standard or what up to my perfection and my level, let's let's just take this slow. Mm-hmm. Let me humble myself and say, yo, let's go. Take mm-hmm. it step by step. But one thing I kind of see, especially if I could describe Christians with one word right now, is kind of internal. Mm-hmm. Like we are very we're very focused on us, what we're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's happening in our standard and our bubble and our circle, but yep. we're so tunnel vision that it's just like sometimes we miss the people around us. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I That's heard true. a really good uh, phrase from a pastor in uh, New York City, and he said when he prays the Lord's Prayer, one of the things that we forget is when we say the word "Our Father," not only are we sitting at the table looking across from God, but we're also sitting at the table looking around and seeing our brothers and sisters. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes we miss that because mm-hmm. we're so focused on just my relationship with God, my relationship with God, mm-hmm. that we don't take a time to look around and be like, who else is at this table? Right. Or who mm-hmm. else is not at this table that should be? And yeah. you think like that's where the whole like word of judgmental kind of stems from? Yeah, I, I really do kind of think think that way because it's like we're not called to be an elitist group. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's that's not our faith mm-hmm. and that's not what God's called us to like. God's table is big enough that all those he calls to come, he's got room for it. It's not like mm-hmm. if, if your mama made dinner and said, yo, Elliot, you only allowed to invite one friend. You invite five. She's like, pick one. Chris. <laughs> I invite Chris. <laughs> Chris. Chris wow. is home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like, it's, it's different. Like, our, our faith is big enough that we can be able to invite people to journey and allow them to come and sit and not feel like, no, we got to now create room for you to sit here. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it was always here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was always set up that more people can come and come in. But if we just keep focusing on just like us, us the church, us this, us that, it's like, who else at the table? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who else needs to be at the table? Yeah. Let's start looking outwardly and missionally and saying, God, let's continue to bring those who you have called to this table mm-hmm. and not just worry about ah oh, us here because you're taking care of us. Let's take care of the ones you called us to take care of. Yeah. So. Well, I think it happens too and in life and in the Christian walk is you kind of have to have a stage of internal focus so you can work out your cobwebs and ickiness. <laughs> um, but then it, there's a point where you have to come out of that and to go into other people because you can't, you know, I, I'm a person who likes to give until I'm like, have nothing left. Yeah. And, and so you have to be, you know, filled and that takes time to be alone and to be with God. But then there's that necessary step for you to go out and, yep. you know, do things. So it's not that you have to just look at other people. Cause that's right. what I see a lot of people doing now. And what I've done personally in the past is mm-hmm. just, Ooh, they're not okay. They're not okay. And trying to yeah. give that when, you know, I'm lacking in my intentional time with God. Right. And so that's what I would say, even to segue, like, what I see Christians are is they're very um, complacent right now, like mm. just very dead. <laughs> and that's <laughs> oh, so, okay. that's let's so, like, go, let's go. <laughs> that's so extreme, it. but oh, it's so true. Like I see so many people um, just going after things that like, and they're supposedly Christians, but it's killing them, yeah. but they continue to do it. And I saw a quote the other day and it's like, why are you going after things that breaks God heart, God's heart? Why do you think that's going to fulfill yours if it breaks his? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I see people doing. They're just going and going and going, going to things and being complacent. And then in church services, they're like dead. Literally this morning when I was in church, a lot of the young people, when I was looking around, I just saw this like blank expression on their face because wow. they're so yeah. internal. They're just focusing on themselves. And, and I think that we are called to be, you know, so alive like that, you know, Joel, you said, you know, people at your work are saying, why are you so joyful? That's because like everyone else literally you look around, they look like mm-hmm. they're in a trance, Christian or not. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, I just find that they're just, I don't know, just not, they're just so dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they, and we, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and like the reality is church, even when even even when you look at like in the book of Acts, like church was in a little room, yeah, yeah. and it started in a little upper room, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> upper um, room worship, <laughs> yeah, oh, good, good band. Um, but it started in the upper room, and then from there, it wasn't confined by those walls in that little upper room. Yeah. So you look at that; it's like you're not being internal. They weren't being internal. Yeah. You know, they were being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And then from there, they actually weren't like, oh, let's, you know, let's mm-hmm. just look at ourselves. You know, let's look at my problems or like, oh, shoot, Jesus is gone. Deuces. He, he left. Right. Like he was actually he was they were actually they were like, no, this is this. You know, we cannot focus on ourselves mm-hmm. because it's actually people that when we were at their spot, yeah. we were radically transformed by the li- by the life and presence of Jesus by meeting with them mm-hmm. literally because they le- walked life with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you you look at that. Right. <clears throat> and And you look at and you look at like the internal thing when they church was never meant to be confined by the walls. Yeah. Yeah. And when you actually allow the internal conflict within yourself to actually, you know, be an issue with your external way and actually way of outreaching people and getting Mm -hmm. to people and actually being intentional as a Christian. Um, this ties into community. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We we will get to that. But (laughs) but, but my my point is, my point is that, you know, your, your internal conflict should never actually be your, your actual faith. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. But, um, yeah, for, you know, if, if for me, for me, if like, it was like, if I, if I were to use that, that that's actually kind of like a little, like, Uno card, like reverse, right? Like, it's just back <laughs> to you. Reverse um, but if I were to use one word, it like, to me, 
um, like I would say, I would say like authentic, like, you know, yeah. to, to be real, like to be, you know, mm-hmm. Christianity, there's, there's, there's a difference in Christianity, right? You know, you look what Joel said is, mm-hmm. you know, why are you so joyful for Emily? In many cases, she's been like, why are you so graceful? Why do you give so much away? Yeah. So much that you actually like, in, in a way you lose yourself in that, mm-hmm. you lose yourself in that, you know, and, and in other words, right. And, you know, and for me, in my case, people are like, why are you so kind? And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, like, because the authenticity there's a realness in that but um yeah yeah just just intentionality and authenticity those are technically two words but yeah. the point is <laughs> the point is you know that's the, the those those are the, those are my main words that i would use yeah. with christianity is intentionality jesus never was like okay cool all right i'm in the right. mood for you i'm not in the mood for you i'm in the yeah. mood for to talk to the tax collector big, which yeah. was very hated at the time yeah. i'm in the mood for that leper Oh, and I'm not in the mood for that person that just did that. No, he Jesus was very intentional every single moment. Mm-hmm. He actually sat down in dinner and it was like, I'm going to meet with you. Mm-hmm. Let's sit down. Let's actually have a talk. Like one on one. How are you doing? Where are you at? Yeah. And mm-hmm. next, you know, he moved it. He didn't he didn't go all spiritual on it. He actually was very intentional because yeah. the relationship was very, very sacred mm-hmm. to bring the gospel, the good mm-hmm. news into that. Yeah. So yeah, that would, that would be that would be my two words: like yeah. intentionality and authenticity yeah. within that. So that's good, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for me, I think the one word that like just not even like just outside of churches where I look at the area that I should be expressing Christianity the most, not just in church, because church it's easy to do that, right? Because mm-hmm. like everybody knows everybody, yeah, and like we all believe the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But outside of churches, when you're really supposed so the only like the word that really sticks with me is just open, just yeah. being completely open. Yeah. I remember like at work when I first started, like with meeting new people, I'm very quiet. I, I know I'm a very loud person, but when I, <laughs> but when I meet new people, I'm quiet because I'm just like, I, I don't know who you are. But <laughs> and so but That's right. right? Yeah. yeah. But the more I realize is that actually like I had coworkers approach me and like just saying it's like we became better friends, but they told me, it's like, yeah, when we first met you, like you were super quiet and just distant. Like we didn't know, like, like if you were like cool with us or not. And I thought to myself, I'm like, is that the image I'm portraying? Mm. Like from the jump, is that what I'm doing? But like the more I realized, I'm like, no, I have to be open from the start mm-hmm. in order for people to really try to, or for people to see what I'm trying to convey. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so like, thankfully though, now, like I have conversations at work, like with people, because they know like I'm not going to be judgmental towards what they believe because we have conversations all the time about things we do not agree with. Mm-hmm. But it's it's cordial. Like it's it's nice to be able to talk with people that don't believe and be able to just hear each other out. Right. And yeah. I feel like that starts with just you starting being open. Right. You mm-hmm. can't expect other people to start if you're not willing to do it yourself. Right. Yeah. True. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, I, that would be really the one word I would use. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so right now we're going to kind of gear it now towards more of kind of explaining the Holy Trinity, <laughs> kind of oh, like well. God, God, Jesus <laughs> and the Holy spirit. Right. Cause I, I feel as though a lot of people maybe, don't really know like the roles or who really they are. Like everybody just hears like, like God, it's the big man up in the clouds. <laughs> He's just looking mm-hmm. down on you. Right. And so we're, we're going to kind of take the time to explain it. And and we're not going to, we're just going to do this kind of a, from our own, own experience, but also like from what the word says that it's supposed to be. So we're going to kind of start off with, with God, the big G O D. And so yeah. like, I want to ask around like, and this is why I brought Joel on because Joel is such a passionate 
person, especially mm-hmm. in this area, yeah. trying mm-hmm. to when people have questions. I know for sure when I had questions, I came to you and asking, it's like, where is the clarity in this? Like, what, what is it? I like, still who wonder is why it? you came to me. I don't know why. Joel, you were, you were, you were, you didn't look like you lost an ounce of energy ever. So I'm just like, all right, man, I, I can kill like four hours with this guy. <laughs> He's going to explain it, everything to me right now. But yeah, but no, we're, we're going to, we're going to discuss it and, and, and we're going to figure that out. So we're going to start with God. Yeah. Who the heck is God? Yeah. And and what's his role? What's his purpose? Yeah. So especially um, from a Trinitarian perspective, you're yeah. talking about God the Father. And that is such a a big term. Like me and Chris, we were talking about this just before <laughs> we started this podcast and just asking the same question. Like, yo, who's God the Father? Both looked at each other like, oh, yeah. It's like, why don't you take that, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, we both came to the same conclusion. Like when you talk about God the Father in his role, especially think of the Lord's Prayer. You say, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Mm-hmm. You think of our Father as a collective creator who is in heaven, he is authority overall. So you think of God the Father, you think of headship and authority, supreme and totally, totally, totally separate from all of creation. Mm -hmm. He is above it all. And not only is he father because he is our father, being sons and daughters of God through Jesus, but he's also father of creation, being the author of creation. And that's honestly the simplest way you could really put it in Without diving too deep into like <laughs> yeah, 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 right Trinitarian mindsets, like <laughs> like Chris, man, we we were having this convo and you had a really great point about uh, I know I'm passing this off to you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, you nice, had nice, a really nice. good point about just like how you would kind of explain this to somebody who didn't really understand the Trinitarian doctrine. Like how would how would you break down the whole understanding of God the Father? Yes, I did pass that off. To nice. No, um, well, when you look at it, it's, it's like, in, in, in not going, not going into like a huge, again, like we were saying, yeah. we don't want to go into, when you go to the Trinity, that's like a whole, like a whole different thing. Like, Hard. yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it's simple in its way, but at the same time, very complex. Mm-hmm. But when you look at, when you look at God, the father as part of that, as part of those three, uh, entities, you know, you actually, you actually have God as a father. So he, He's a creator, like you said. He mm-hmm. actually created all things. He created us. But you also see uh, in the Bible, and also you see the relationship that he has with Jesus as the son, right? Mm-hmm. And he actually see how he actually, he actually is, you know, Jesus goes to him, right? Like that's, yeah. that's you know, for, for me, like, and also, you know, what is this in the Bible? You know, he is a father. He yeah. and constantly, like, throughout throughout the New Testament, Paul, um, he writes it through his letters. He's, you know, he's, he explains that in a way also that who, who, who God, who God is as a father, you know, for, for us, we actually, you know, for Christians, he, we have been adopted from actual, you know, we've actually been brought into sonship, right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, daughtership. Yeah. Um, you know, like we've, we've, we've been made, Emily's like, come on, like, bless <laughs> <up."> <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, like we've, we've been adopted, you know, and we've been adopted in that sense. Like, you know, we've, we've gone from a sense that we don't know who we are mm-hmm. and we actually find identity in the one that created us as mm-hmm. our father, as, as the one that loves us consistently, even to that point, right. Yeah. That he's actually sent his son, right. Mm-hmm. Jesus to that point to the cross. So like, mm-hmm. to me is that, um, for me, that's who he is. Right. Yeah. And his role, you know, he's the one, he's the one that, you know, as our creator, he knows us. Yeah. He knows every single little thing about us yeah. more than our parents can know, more mm. than we can know about ourselves. Mm. There's things that we will never know about ourselves that God has created us. And we're like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Like you step back and you're like, okay, I still don't understand this, but he's like, 
I do. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, he, so, you know, his role within that is, mm-hmm. is also like, you know, for us to go to him and, and, you know, we actually find who we are in him yeah. in that sense and be like, okay, what do you say about me? Not what society says about me, not what social media says about me, not what, you know, my opinions about myself, my mm-hmm. insecurities, my, my own, my own fights, my own wrestle with it. What mm-hmm. is your word? What did you, what do you say? But what is also your word, AKA the Bible, yeah. what that is actually written, established and actually set and not, does not change yeah. ever. What does it actually say? So like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's his role, you know, and you know, and that's in that, like to me, that's, that's what I found what, what his role is and, you know, in that area. So mm-hmm. yeah. But what do you think, Emily? Well, <laughs> I remember uh, in some Bible college courses that I took, the little bit I do remember because I was kind of sleeping in those classes. Coffee's <laughs> great. Um, being real here. Um, and uh, one thing I do remember is them kind of talking about um, the Father, Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit in like a step process. So God the Father is above all, like we talked about. He's the, you know, the creator, you know, above all, and he's the king of kings. But then um, because we have sin in our lives, we can't actually communicate with God because his His ways are so much higher yeah. and they're so mm. much purer than we can even understand. So then we need Jesus to kind of bridge that gap in order to, um, you know, make a way for us to talk with the Father and, and kind of have that bridge there. So Jesus is kind of like the bridge. And then the Holy Spirit leads us to the Father. Mm. So if you get a picture in your mind, mm. that's God the Father at the end. Jesus is the bridge. And, you know, the Holy Spirit's walking you through yeah. the bridge yeah. to Jesus. So. I mean, to God. So it's kind of cool um, just to break it down that they all have crucial parts, but yet mm. they're all involved in the same thing. Um, so that's kind of how I've understood it is mm. we need yeah. all of them to kind mm. of help understand things like the word or, or, you know, stuff like that to kind of understand God, even though we can never fully understand yeah. him. So, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. And I, I, for me, it was, it's very similar to that as well. It's just seeing like the three entities in one person, which is very difficult to explain. It is. It, it is. Right. Like you'd just be like, how on earth are all three one? And how do they work all yeah. separately at the same, same time, time, right? <laughs> and on, and I'm, if I'm being Mind's completely blown. honest, I feel like I don't even still understand that. <laughs> like it, it's, it's. But like I don't think it's something. Like I think there's some things in the faith that we just think we need to fully understand. Yes. And like that's where faith comes in. Yeah. Like and, yeah. and that's seeing without believing. So right. I think. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's like beautiful racking our brain yeah. about like I don't get this. It's like God's like, <laughs> yes. yeah, my ways are higher than yours. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Super good. But yeah, so I, I hopefully that kind of yeah. clarifies a little bit of who God is or was hopefully. in the Bible. If you guys <laughs> think we are talking crazy, read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> read it. Don't at Joel. <laughs> I mean, I'd be. I'd I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll argue with you. No, we're here nice. to discuss. Um, okay, so now we're going to move on to Jesus. Ooh. Who the heck is Jesus? Mm. Just some guy that lived. Yeah, we know. So what like um I'm going to run this back to you again, Joel. Yeah. It's like what what were like before we even explain like who Jesus was, what were like some of like kind of like the big misconceptions of like who he was or who his character was yeah. in the Bible? You know, a lot of people, especially when you start looking out of the face and how they view Jesus as well, they do consider him as just a historical figure. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, he was just a prophet who was able to speak good truth and talk about who God is, but when we look at our word and look at the Bible that we have 
and the faith that we have, one of the biggest things that you see is that Jesus is the son of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't just a human being who claimed to be the son of God. He was the legitimate son of God in human form and flesh. And it's kind of crazy to wrap your head around to think like, yo, has divinity fit into like this finite body? Like yeah. how do you do that? How do you, yeah. how do you put an infinite being into, into that kind of vessel? And it's just like, yeah. to understand that Jesus was willing enough on the obedience of his father's will to come down, give up divinity, take on human flesh, learn suffering, go through grade school, have to cry, be hungry, <laughs> go through all this different stuff, deal with his parents yelling at him because he's acting out and fooling up. And now all of a sudden he has to learn carpentry. And now it's like, yo, all of these different things that you don't really think about as a Sounds like a As pretty a regular dude like, to me. Yeah. <laughs> know, right? Like, and then all of a sudden you also realize, uh, oh, no, he's here to die for us mm -hmm. because he was the only perfect sacrifice to be able to free us from our penalty of sin. You think of all the way back to um, Abram and mm -hmm. with his son having to sacrifice him and God saying, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. You don't need to make that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Here, he's a ram in the in the thicket you can sacrifice that you don't have to kill your son and then you fast forward to jesus who is the completion of that full sacrifice like you didn't have to sacrifice your son because there was a better way but my son is the better way mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. is going to go through with what you were not going to do i said no to that because i had a better sacrifice for you overall that was not just going to fulfill my desire for obedience but was also going to set my people free so yeah. if you look at who jesus is um one of the biggest misconceptions like i said it's just he's just a prophet yeah so much more than that so much more yeah. than that there's a lot of claims about jesus i think of in john when jesus is talking to the masses and he's saying like yo before abraham was i am wow. and yeah. if you know anything about just what was going on at the time. You're talking to a Jewish community who knows the scriptures very well, who knows the context of history very well. Mm -hmm. So for Jesus to say that specific phrase, I am was like, yo man, that only other person who would say that wasn't even a person that was God. So the fact that you said that you say you God, and you just here <laughs> right now. Like, yo, that's mad crazy. That would be like Kanye coming out and being like, say I am God. He now did. most people would be like, yeah, he, he totally yeah, did. Like definitely one. sounds like something he, he that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. But we would automatically look at that and be like, "Yo, you're crazy, dog! Like you lost. Yeah. You yeah. are not. You are not God." But this, for the same thing in that culture, God blinded the mind, the eyes, and minds of people that they would not be able to see unless it was revealed to them. Wow. Yeah. So even there, Jesus had a mission and the mandate that God was like, "You know what? I'm gonna put you on this earth." You're going to tell the truth of who you are, but they're still not going to receive it because if they did, they would elevate you to a status that you would not actually be able to complete what you're here for. Wow. That's good, mm -hmm. man. So it's, yeah, man, there's a ton of misconceptions about Jesus, but uh, one, like I said, one of the biggest ones, just a historical figure, just a prophet. Like I say, he's so much more than that. And I know, Chris, man, what, what do you think, man? Who Who is Jesus? Well, it's not, it was like, just tying a little bit and then going to like, you know, my, my view on that. It's mm. like, when you look at that, it's like if if people knew who Jesus was at the time that you know that he lived and at the time you know that he, you know he he made an impact in the community and, and you know taught people about God, mm -hmm. um, 
was, you know, if you, if you thought about it here, this is really, this is a really funny picture as you were saying that is like, you see that it's, if, if people knew who Jesus was, that right. he was the son of God, they would have been like, again, they would have high, elevated him. I like, man, he's a king. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like all hail the king, right? right? You yeah. know, but you look at this and you look at, you look at the section in the Bible when he's actually making his triumphal entry before he dies, closer to before he dies, mm-hmm. he's riding on a donkey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, you look at that. It's like you, if you see if you see like royalhood, you see people riding on like the fanciest stuff, purple, mm-hmm. which which like with like purple like lining clothing, mm-hmm. which at the time meant royalty meant like you're bougie, like you're actually you're actually yeah. like that's the Louis Vuitton. Of that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's that drip, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but legit, right? Like you know, you, yeah, they had you know they had luxury, they had power, they had everything. Yeah. Jesus didn't. Jesus never. If you. I, I encourage you guys, whoever, who, when you listen to this, is look at throughout the Gospels, Matthew, Matthew Mark, Luke, and, and John. Um, <laughs> um, count John, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you look at if you look at the, the synoptic Gospels, you actually see that Jesus was never about power, mm. never about power. Yeah, he mm-hmm. never said do this. Mm-hmm. He never said do this or else. Mm-hmm. He never said, oh, hey, okay, I'm gonna turn my back on you. Yeah. No, what he he actually led from influence. He led from grace. He led from love, and that's that. It, like, there's a little bit of leadership, but like at the same time, Jesus didn't speak with with power. Yeah, mm-hmm. his influence mm-hmm. was the power mm-hmm. because because it came yeah. from God. But he also mm-hmm. showed people who God was. Mm-hmm. So they're actually they're, they're actually you know yeah that's you look at that and that shows his humanity. Yeah, he he was he wasn't he was never about power. He never he was never about showing people showing people up like showing the yeah. Pharisees up. He, he was never about showing Pilate up. Mm-hmm. He was never about showing the Roman Empire up. Mm-hmm. He was just he was just a man yeah. who came riding on the donkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people loved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of his influence, yeah. because of his life, mm-hmm. and because he showed the relationship that you know that somebody has with God. Yeah, yeah. as mm-hmm. reconciliation, right? Yeah, so, I was gonna say too. It's like one of the things you were saying is that if people knew he was God, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, I feel as though there would be next to, I feel like there wouldn't be any impact, or I feel like the the story would significantly change if everybody knew that Jesus was God. Yeah, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be the hardship, there wouldn't be the the miracles that would like just like hit on another level for somebody mm. right if everybody knew from the get-go it's like it's god because jesus wouldn't have gone through the hardships because yeah. everybody would just be like oh that's and that's god y- yeah for mm-hmm. sure and you and you look at it um and, and you look at it it's like you see jesus humanity all throughout his life mm. yeah he died he fa- he felt pain mm. both heartbreak both actual pain when he got nailed on the cross when he yeah. got stabbed to the side mm-hmm. when he got thorns on his on his on his actual forehead mm-hmm. like actual thorns in him when he got whipped to the point that you could even recognize him mm-hmm. um man like um but <laughs> but no i just yeah but the the point is you see his humanity you know he was he fasted he was hungry when mm-hmm. you know and throughout the gospels you also see that when he actually went into the desert mm-hmm. you know he actually was tempted also yeah. just as we are yeah. as humans you know he and and you know you see that you see that jesus is not somebody that was like wow like you know like oh i can't touch him or like oh i can't you know there's so many stories and there's so many occasions that you see that jesus was as human as us but also 
he was also fully God yeah. Yeah. because he was the son of God. Right. Exactly. So, but just to, just to close with what I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, you see his humanity because you see every single, every single moment in him, he felt he, he, you know, he experienced just as we do. He mm-hmm. went through hardships, you know, he went through heartbreak, he went through crying, he went through, you know, joy, he went through frustration. He flipped mm-hmm. tables yeah. at an actual market, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. That, that shouldn't be a cop-out for us to flip tables. But the point, the point is... The not point, going to Walmart flipping no tables. Well, Jesus, Jesus flipped tables, so... Um, but the point is, you know, you see his humanity because he was real. And you see that. There's some there's something so, 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 so beautiful about that. Because you see authenticity and the humanity within him that mm-hmm. you don't see in a lot of... You don't see in the other religions. Yeah. Well, I think in, in this, too, because when we're all talking about this, I'm, I'm thinking that... You know, it it sounds so like there's so much to know about who Jesus is and what his yeah. time is on earth. And I just want to reiterate that, you know, if it's hard for you listening to like comprehend who Jesus is or like if some of this stuff is just you're like, that still doesn't make sense. How is he God and a man and mm-hmm. went through it? <laughs> yeah. And how did. Right. Uh, and so I just <laughs> I just want to encourage you and say like what I said to Elliot a bit before that some things just take faith. And yeah. we have so many yeah. examples in the Bible of who Jesus was and and who he is. And um, I mean, I looked up just now who Jesus was. I want to look up what Google said Jesus was yeah. when you first look it up. And it literally says um, he was a man who uh, was divine, but he showed great compassion to the needy. And yeah. and I like that that is one of the first things that, you know, is popped up on the Internet when you yeah. look up who Jesus is. Yeah. But, yeah, I just want to encourage that, you know, if it is kind of confusing and honestly, mm-hmm. you won't get it all like we've all grown up in the church and we don't mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. The biggest scholar who studied this passage probably like 5,000 times still will be studying it and finding yeah. new things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's one of those things where it's a journey through life. Right. And, and it's it's what yeah. you take out of it. Right. It's yeah. like it's like how you understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think there's ever a point where we're really going to be able to comprehend or understand yeah. what it really meant <laughs> until yeah. we're face to face, right? Until we're face to face with it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, yeah. and, and what, <laughs> what you were saying on also like searching up Google, like that, one of the biggest things that like God was known for is, is humanity. Right. Yeah. 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 That like, um, in, um, uh, the story of the woman at the well, which was like John, uh, chapter four verses four to 42. Um, is that not it? Did I mess up? <laughs> no, it's good. Keep oh, okay. Keep I see. Emily just laughed at me. You good? You Am I good? No, you're doing okay. Great. You're exactly. killing it. Right? You are doing so no, good. No, because you're all just looking at me. It's like that's not the verse. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm like, no. I wrote it down. Trust me. If you don't believe me, check. You good? He got you can ask me if I'm wrong. No, continue. You get to me if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where it was. Where Jesus went out of his way to go and talk to her because um. She just wasn't a part of the community, right? And mm-hmm. she wanted to discuss, to have an open conversation of why, who he said, like, why he was who he said he was, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was great. And, like, I mean, there are way too many examples of his humanity in the Bible that we really oh, yeah. just can't go through. But yeah. mm-hmm. if you're interested in it, definitely, like, take the time. Like, go look at them. And then you'll actually be able to see, like, word for word why he was... Right. And I mean, we can even put them like the verses below too in yeah. the description. Cause I mean, if you've never started in the Bible and you're like, where's John? That is also true, right? Like just, we just got like, you. We yeah. Got open you. a random page. You'll oh, no, <laughs> that's not going to have it work. But yeah. So hopefully that gives you a little more clarity on who kind of Jesus was and some of the misconceptions as Joel was talking about. Yeah. And uh, we're going to finish off today with kind of, kind of the bigger, more confusing one that I feel like is going to be <laughs> maybe a little Holy controversial uh, is the good old Holy Spirit. 
Um, I think this is the one I get the most like questions about. I feel like all of us get the most questions about maybe. That's yeah. uh, because like mm-hmm. I don't understand the Holy Spirit. Mm. So Joel, I'm going to run this to you. It's like, who the heck is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> like, like Emily said, when you're talking about uh, the Trinity, it's like a, it's a step perspective. Yes. And one of the best ways I can point back to the Holy Spirit is um, look at the first chapter of Genesis and understanding yeah. the spirit was hovering on the waters. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you look at that understanding, the Holy Spirit is a person. He is a person. Please get that right. We, we say spirit because it's, it sounds like a wonky concept of something that's not physical mm-hmm. and hasn't been seen. So we can't really attach it to anything. So hence why we call it spirit. Some people say Holy ghost, but he is a person. Like mm-hmm. he's not just a figment. And yeah. A, breath like this is an actual person when you when you talk about the holy spirit you you want to talk about somebody who is a leader Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if anything the holy spirit i I equate this to like a basketball team like (laughs) god god is like your point guard he is the the run of the ship he's point guard head coach jesus jesus is the the one who's doing all the dirty work he's the one down low point not point guard like shooting guard small forward he's nice and flashy he moves around but the power the power all comes from the spirit the holy spirit is the one who gives the power to us to be able to flush out everything so think of god if you look at it from like a head perspective mm-hmm. god's the actual physical head jesus is the words that god talks about but how do you get words out of your mouth but breath yeah mm-hmm. so the holy spirit for us it's the empowerment of God and the ability for us to have the power to carry out God's will, his plan, his desires, his purposes that go far beyond us. Without the Holy Spirit in our lives, there is literally no way we could mm-hmm. be able to flesh out this gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, God, for God to call us to a life, to live it the exact same way as Jesus without the actual physical capability of doing so is like suicide for us. Yeah. Because it's telling us to live up to a standard that we can never actually reach. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the Holy Spirit himself is the ability for us to be empowered to live out that life. It's very important for us to receive the Spirit. And there's, we receive the Spirit when we become sons and daughters of God. There is an, another way of receiving the Spirit, which is baptism of the Holy Spirit as well. And that's an entirely different story. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let Chris get into it. I, uh, uh, I have bones to pick. But... <laughs> <laughs> But at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is in correlation to the will of God. God's will is for us to be able to live out his will, his desires, his plan, and his purpose. To live out the life that Jesus has set up through the authority of God. The only way we can do that is through connection to the Holy Spirit and submission to his leadership. One of the most misconceived verses I hear is be filled with the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times when people hear that, they're like, oh, that's like be filled like a cup. Like huh. water. It's like, no, 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 it's not. You are not a cup. The Holy Spirit is not filling you like water pour to pour you out. For the but it's almost like the understanding of what, if you've ever been drunk before, I have not. But if you've ever seen anybody who's been drunk before, you could tell that the alcohol has an influence and control over them that. As they continue to drink and as they continue to get more drunk, it has more and more influence and more and more command. So what God's actually calling for in that verse and in that scripture is to fall under the influence and authority and leading of the Holy Spirit that your entire life 
the entire ways that you live would start to flesh out and mimic what God would look like through living out the Holy Spirit's influence on your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when he says be filled, that's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When somebody says, yo, I'm drunk in the spirit, it's more like I'm <laughs> heavenly influenced by spirit. Don't mm-hmm. get drunk, y'all. I mean, just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Please stop using the water analogies, like the, the drinking analogy. We get it. It's mm-hmm. influence. That's all it is. <laughs> I think something yeah. else that comes to mind when I think of Holy Spirit yeah. is I got like an intersection, kind of like a traffic light thing. And I think that God, uh, the Holy Spirit's often like one of those crossing guard guys. I don't know what they're called light and they kind of like the holy spirit is just telling us where we need to go and where we shouldn't go so stopping us from you know danger or harm or anything like that but he, he's just going you need to go this way or no this way is not safe for you and just kind of allowing us to know what we need to do and what we shouldn't be doing at the same time yeah. so i got that picture in mind yeah. yeah what you mean yeah um well like Exactly what Joel and Emily said is like, you know, the Holy Spirit, when, when you look at him in, in, in the, he, his role is to be a teacher, is to be a mm-hmm. guide. Because again, without the Holy Spirit, you, again, like, you know, as we, we've been discussing the Trinity, not to get too like, get into it, but like, you know, as we discuss the Trinity, they're three in one, but each mm-hmm. one has their diff- different um, ways of functioning all together, but all individually. So if one doesn't, if one's, let's picture this, if one's not in a picture, Mm-hmm. it doesn't work like you look at an egg this is really weird. Analogy. My school, my, like, legit like this is an analogy that i got from school but like oh, okay. my, an analogy is like you have an egg yeah you see the shell right let's picture let's picture that right like you have you have the egg you have the white part and then you have i don't know what the, the white gooey see-through part is but like and then you have the yolk right like the yellow part right so like if one of them is not in there yeah if you don't have the shell you just have it, you know, you have a mess, right? But mm-hmm. if you don't have the, the, you don't have the, the yolk, mm-hmm. then it's just the white part. But if you don't have the white part, you just have the yolk, right? You, they, they all, they all do, they all, they all do that, right? Yeah, so yeah. when you look at the Holy Spirit is, you know, he reveals, he actually is, you know, in our case, right? You know, being Christians, you know, and how a Christian comes to, comes to the faith and comes to know Jesus by, by Jesus being revealed as like, wow, like he's, this is who Jesus is, a being yeah. Jesus is by the Holy Spirit being like, Hey, here you go. Like, you know, like it's, it's just like a little download. It's like, you know, mm. again, faith. Right. But when you step into that faith, you actually allow the Holy Spirit to actually be the teacher and be like, this is the beautiful view that yeah. you've been you've been searching for your whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not to get sidetracked, but, you know, like we search for things, you know, in, in, in culture. Right. We search for things that actually makes makes us who we are and mm. wants us wants us to feel like we belong somewhere or we actually are somebody by searching those things right but like yeah. the holy spirit's like this is the view that you this is the actual beautiful thing that you've been searching your whole life but you always come to the end of yourself and never find it yeah mm-hmm. right so but but like um you know just just back to, back to that you know just like he he is a teacher he and his role is to show us more as 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 a tour guide right he he walk like he walks us through right and you know jesus jesus in in acts in in the book of acts um it, you know he he promised it and from there that's when everything started right mm-hmm. um and, you know that's 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 where everything just started there for, right that's yeah. where the and, and the holy spirit empowers us to do the things that you know like for example um do do things like hey you should talk to that person Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I don't know. And then, but the Holy Spirit compels you to because, you know, there's yeah. something there's something about that person that's like, mm-hmm. hey, that person needs an encouragement today. That person needs a, a word of life, a.k.a. the word of God yeah. into mm-hmm. their life. 
by you speaking to them and you just by you smiling at them and saying, Hey, how's your day going? You actually break down so many anxieties, so many barriers, so many doubts and fears. It's like, wow, somebody actually cares about me. Mm -hmm. But, and then, and then you actually begin to show the love of Jesus in such a way. Mm -hmm. But like without the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't know what exactly they needed to do or like what exactly they needed. Cause for some people, if they like to hug them, to comfort them, that's like a don't touch me. Like that's my no, no square. This is my no, no square. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah. So I think that it's, it's one of those things, like exactly what you said, Chris, Mm -hmm. but, um, (laughs) 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 Emily's just quit. All right. No, no square. What? We are not editing this out. This is staying here. This is all genuine right there, right? Yeah, open. Everything is honest right out here. Yeah, for yeah, I know we don't have video right now, but Joel and I are just kind of a little confused. But in all honesty, yeah, we're um but I hopefully that kind of I know it's all of these concepts in terms of God, Jesus, Holy Spirit are still We've only scratched the very surface of what it is, but we're trying to just convey it in a way that would be understandable for somebody that doesn't know what it is, right? So hopefully we've been able to do that. Um, We're going to end it right here, and we're going to pick up next week with part two, Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about more as us as Christians, what our role is in today's society and what the church's role is supposed to be. Because Mm -hmm. I feel as though, at least if I'm being completely honest, I feel as though we have veered off from the from our roles and what we're supposed to be doing yeah so we're gonna kind of dive into that a little more next week um so yeah um so thank you so much for listening today so we're gonna be back again next week with another episode um please share this with your friends share this with family or anybody you feel as though would benefit from this or just have questions that are maybe just too afraid to ask them right because they don't feel comfortable and we hope that this would be a place that you would be able to get those answers Um, So if you want to keep updated on anything uh, in terms of um, when our next episode's coming out, who's going to be on it or whatever, uh, feel free to uh, follow us on our Instagram page if you guys haven't already followed it at Open Concepts Podcast. Um, And then also if you have any topics or questions or things that you just want answers to or even just to say how how this podcast has impacted you, honestly, we would love to hear from you, whether that's. Mm -hmm. Um, DMing us on Instagram on our page we'll get back to you and then as well we have an email as well at openconceptspodcast at gmail.com um, and like I said I, I know for I can speak on behalf of Emily, Chris and Joel and myself we would love to hear from you guys and anything that you maybe want to hear about things that maybe you haven't heard in church or things that you just have questions about we would love to um, take some time and talk about them um, so Thank you guys for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Chris. Thank you to our guest, your boy, Joel Aline. Joel has a podcast as well. For those of you who do not know that, it is fun. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it very quickly? I would love to. Uh, So I have a podcast and a podcast network we call The Passionate. Um, It is based off of Jeremiah 29, which is um, if I withhold the the word of God or speaking the word of God, it burns like fire within me. And the whole concept behind the passion, it is to invoke the passion of God in his people. There are a couple of different ways that we do that on our network. But one of the biggest ways we do that is through a short little 10 minute listening session called A Dose of Passion, where we kind of go through a little short devotional, something that could pick you up throughout the week, encourage you and uh, once again, give you that dose of passion so you can get back into the yeah. word of God. 
Especially if you feel like ours is a little too long. It's <laughs> like, I don't want to yeah, hear them. Mine forever, is one right? fourth of. Yeah, I was about to say, like, what, like 10 minutes? <laughs> 10 maybe? minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. Easy, easy listen. Easy but listen. yeah, so where can they find you? Yeah, you guys can find me at two places. One on our podcast page, which is The Passionate LTD. That is our podcast page. That is The Passionate, all one word, and then LTD at the end. And if you want to get at me personally, my uh, handle is Joel M. Aline. That's A L L E Y N E. And yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, thank you all so much for being on. I appreciate it. Uh, And we will see you all next week. Bye.